Hi, everybody. Welcome to Toddler Purgatory. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. What up, what up? It's Blair. Hi. Hey. What up, B? <laughs> we were just talking about the uh, grape nut flakes. Yes. Delicious. <laughs> they are my and go-to cereal. That's so funny. I should really try them because you know what I love? I don't know if it's a New England thing or what it is, but I love grape nut pudding. Pudding? Do you ever have that? Excuse me? Blair? Excuse me? Blair, you need to try it. Wait, it's like grape nuts in pudding? Yes. It's like custard with a grape nut kind of crust on top, but it's like soft and then gets a little crusty on the top. It is so good. It's like rice pudding or tapioca pudding or something, but more custardy and more layered. Interesting. Never heard of it in my life. Interesting fact. I hate grape nut cereal. (laughs) Why did I just waste a minute and a half of our listeners time telling you about all the beautiful things about grape nut pudding? Because you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. It's okay. We're so excited. Today, later on in the show, we're going to be talking to a very, very cool person named Grace Ferris. You may know her from Cup of Joe. Oh, that's we did the interview and I forgot to ask her what Joanne from Cup of Joe is like. I know nothing of Cup of Joe, so I was just like, all right, Cup of Joe must be pretty dope. It's like the most charming blog that is now a charming Instagram. It's just lovely. And so Grace Ferris, a doctor and cartoonist who we'll be talking to later, she has a book that came out last year called Mom Milestones, the true story of the first seven years. Hilarious. Could it be even more perfect for toddler purgatory? I don't think so. I don't think so. And the thing that I really like about it is because... Do you ever get those targeted ads from Instagram where they're like, forgot to do a baby book? And they ha- it shows a mother like looking deep into the eyes of her nine-month-old baby. And they're like, yes, well, you could do this. You can send your photos into us and we'll make them, which is great. I have never tried it. I have no criticism whatsoever of that program. However, it's a trigger for me every time because I did forget to do a baby book. And I only have one. <laughs> I have one child. <laughs> I have no excuse. Girl, don't even... It's much like making Halloween costumes. You're either for it or you're not. Yeah. You either do it or you don't. Baby books, you either do it or you don't. Did you or did you not? I got all the stuff for it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. That's a good point. Like, short of, like, scrapbook materials, Mm -hmm. I think I've been kind of resting on the knowledge that my phone has 25,000 pictures in it. That, too. So I'm like, it won't be too hard to get it together. No. Someday, when what? He's 21, I'm dead? I don't know. I don't know. The thing that like stresses me out about it is like the specific questions that I no longer remember. Yeah. That's the part. And I think honestly, if I'm being really honest with you and like this is like my the vulnerable like little tug is that I think in doing a baby book whilst it was happening, there was a part of me that like didn't want to let it go. Oh, yeah. Like writing it down and like making it a memory made it like final. And that I couldn't, that was really in the back of my mind the entire time I had that baby book. So that's why that beep didn't get done. Yeah, because you want to believe that you're going to be in this magical time for the rest of your life, but you ain't. Yes, it's real, real quick. And I even got like, uh, from my friend Karen, I got a book that's like mom memories. Julie gave me one for a relationship and then Karen gave me the same one, but for kids. And it's like on this date. I think it's called on this date. Oh, cute. No matter what year it is, you just go in and you're like, oh, January 24th. And you flip to it. Even if your kid was born five years before and you just write 2023 on it. Oh. So like on this date, tw- January 20, 24, it's 2023. So that at the end of it, whenever that is, it has uh. on this day of a certain year, this thing happened for my kid. It's so cute. Oh, cute. Well, now we talked about it. I got to find it. You got it, Molly. I have it somewhere, y'all. Let me tell you something. Just like you had Grace Ferris's book. Mom Milestones. Lynn Lloyd got it for me last year. You'll hear this in the interview. And... 
literally two days later. I was so excited. It was so cute. I didn't know her yet from Cup of Joe. Now I do. Mm -hmm. And two days later, we had renovations. So all our books went into boxes. And we're slowly kind of going through them now. And it was so great to rediscover it. And you know what it's doing, Blair? This might, now that we're talking about it. Yeah, hit me. This might be a good way to trigger those memories, those beautiful memories that we were too scared to write down for the fear that we'd put them in the past. But like <laughs> this so much, it doesn't sugarcoat the hard stuff. Like mm-hmm. there, it reflects the hard parts of motherhood and parenthood. Mm-hmm. But it does it in such a charming, whimsical, Funny. and literally hysterical way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's such a great reminder. And sometimes we need those of the good and the bad. There's this one... I got stuck in a K-hole on her Instagram last night. I was just like guffawing. <laughs> but there's this one like series that she does occasionally. It's called In Case I Didn't Mention It. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or In Case No One Mentioned It. In Case No One Mentioned It, yeah. And she goes, good for you for knowing which dishes are dishwasher safe. And I was like, yes, yes. I was like laughing. But as I was also was like, I was so seen. Yep. Thank you, Grace Ferris. And you make a great snack plate. And it's so funny because I pride myself. When I'm in the mood, I pride myself on being a pretty good, like, toddler charcuterie board expert. Oh, we're talking like a little mezza platter, like a little, like, yummy action for a meal? Yeah. Yeah, and I make it, like, I make it real nice. Sometimes I make a little, like, fun things. Like, I make some strawberries that look like horts, (laughs) you know? Look like what? Look like horts. Oh, horts. I thought you would. That was short for horses. Oh, I wish. I wish. If that was the case, if that was the case, I'd be like, bye bye, Tyler Purgatory. I'm about to make a Tyler charcuterie Instagram. Charcuterie. (laughs) Those little identifiable moments are rampant in the book. Mm -hmm. One of them is so funny. She ends each section with notes I would send to myself as blank, like as the mother of a newborn, as the mother of a one year old. And this is as an elementary school mom. And it says, Dear mom, great job reading those four picture books at bedtime. Love you, was one of them. (laughs) And then the one that made me laugh out loud today was, you are so great at keeping track of the water bottles. Yes. (laughs) Consider myself feeling seen right now. Seen. She nails it when it comes to like feeling seen in those little tiny things that you're just like, ah, why do I know this? Or ah, like I am good at this or I am responsible for this and I don't get the credit. And Grace is like, Here you go, girl. Speaking of feeling seen, before we go to break, we just wanted to read aloud from our mailbag the nicest note. The nicest. So sweet. And, you know, every once in a while we get the nicest notes. Our friend of the pod, Christy, writes the most incredible notes that mean so much to us. And other readers have written in and left reviews that are so they just make us feel so good. So thank you for sharing the love. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Today, one of our listeners, Ashley, writes, Hello, I wanted to give a shout out to Blair and Molly for their realness about toddler parenting. I am currently fostering to adopt a two and a half year old. Yes, Ashley. Yes, girl. Amazing. That we've had since July 2022. She is the first child we've raised after a miscarriage and our son who passed after nine days from a birth defect. Sending you our love. So we were thrown into toddlerdom with no training. It's been so helpful and refreshing to hear other people are going through the same thing. It's really helped me realize our kid isn't that different from all the other toddlers and that we aren't failing as epically as we think we are. Ashley, I am so with you. Ashley, yes, yes, yes. Ashley. Listen, Ashley, the fact that you have been through all that you have and then you can listen to us and find a reason to giggle is beyond me. Yes. You are a warrior, 
You're girlfriend. Jeez. Yes. yes. Amazing. She says, thanks for helping me realize I'm just trying to do the best I can. Yes. Like all the other toddler moms just out here trying to survive and make sure our kids stay alive. Here, here. <laughs> here, here, girl. Ooh, it's a miracle. This means so much to us, Ashley. Thank you. And we are. We're just taking it day by day. We're taking it minute by minute mm-hmm. and just doing the absolute best we can. Oh, it's so true. And how amazing. When I was growing up, we had I had some foster siblings that my parents would help take care of before they could either get put back into their home after their problems were addressed at home or before they were adopted by other families. And it was incredibly moving. It's incredible that you're doing that for your daughter who sounds wonderful. That's so great. And I just want to thank you and sending, we're both sending you our hugs, Ashley. Mm Mm-hmm. So thank you to Ashley and all of you for listening today. After the break, we'll be talking to Grace Ferris, the author of the book Mom Milestones, and we'll have all of these links in our show notes. We hope that you run out or jump online and grab the book and uh, look her up on Instagram as well. Blair, the fact that you were laughing as you were reading them the other night makes me laugh really hard. You will. You will. I guarantee it's going to be a it's a guffaw show for you. Because that's what we need. We need Oasis. Yes. Oasis. Yes. Oasis. Wazi. <laughs> What? Either way. We need more than one oasis because it can be a bit of a cesspool. So thank you, Grace, for creating this. And Cup of Joe as well. And after we get back, we'll be talking to Grace. See you in a minute. Stick around. It's January, and for me, that means New Year's resolutions. I don't know about you, but eating more healthy foods is always on the top of my goal list. Eating healthy is now easier with Hungry Root, and right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Hungry Root makes it easy to eat healthy. They support all the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan-vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and others. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. I love that Hungry Root recommends recipes and groceries based on my taste. I like to take their suggestions, and I always love what I get. My favorite are their burritos. I can quickly heat up a burrito and have lunch with no hassle. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Toddler Purgatory listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Toddler to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash toddler. Don't forget to use our link so they'll know we sent you. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Toddler Purgatory. As we mentioned in part one, we are so thrilled to have a guest with us here today. You may know her from Cup of Joe or from her book, Mom Milestones. Grace Ferris is a mom, doctor, and illustrator. I can barely be an actor and a mom, and she's a doctor, Doctor. mom, and illustrator. Doctor. (laughs) Her work has appeared in the New York Times, Vogue, BuzzFeed, and Cup of Joe. New York Times Wirecutter called her book Mom Milestones an affirming read for new moms in particular, a literary roadmap of the very hard but very good path that lies ahead. 
Awesome. Welcome, Grace, to our show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. This is so exciting. I love the name of this podcast, Toddler Purgatory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, as you know, and it's reflected so well in your cartoons, there are so many highs and so many lows of parenthood, and sometimes we're just stuck in the middle. Yes. I'm not in Toddler Purgatory anymore, but I I mean, it feels very real to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, you have two kids, right? Yes. I have an almost 11-year-old, which is basically an <laughs> adult. <laughs> you know, he scrambles his own eggs. He, like, brings me ibuprofen. Like, okay. It's like glory days. <laughs> then, like, a seven-year-old. So, who also, I mean, is, yeah, different story than <laughs> toddler life, yeah. for sure. Yes. Yeah, definitely having their own thoughts. And, uh, yeah, my son was carrying around. He got a calculator from his grandfather like in like a box of older things to look at. And he was so fascinated by this calculator. And he got in the van this morning for school and said, Mom, what's this thing called again? I was like, it's a calculator. Oh. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, a calculator. (laughs) I think it was like us with eight tracks or something. I don't know. (laughs) So I'd love to hear a little bit about, well, I I was telling Grace during the break that my mom actually got me the book Mom Milestones last year, which is so exciting. It happened to be right before a renovation, so I was didn't get a chance to look at it fully. So I was so thrilled to be able to go back to it. And some of you may be familiar with it from, like I said, Cup of Joe, which is a great blog and Instagram account. And I'm wondering, Grace, can you help us start from the beginning? What, you know, especially as a doctor and a mom at home, what made you decide to start doing some drawings and putting them up on the old social medias? Oh, well, so I've always been drawing cartoons. I mean, that, that's that been pre-medical school, you know, my whole life. And then after medical school and after residency, I was working as a hospitalist, which is like super fun job. You just meet like all sorts of like cool people and you work in the hospital. And so it's like, a, it's like so multidisciplinary. It's just really fun. And then we were in Boston and we moved to New York And I'm from Austin. I live in Austin now. But at the time, I thought, like, Boston, New York, whatever, it'll be the same. And we moved to New York. I was like, okay, this is not the same. (laughs) I am, like, dragging my children through Times Square to get to school. Like, it is, like, you know, there's horizontal rain. And it was just, like, (laughs) you know, every day we would get off the subway in Rockefeller Center. I mean, it was just, like, very intense. And I was, like... Where did you live? We lived on Roosevelt Island, which is where my husband grew up, which that's its own story. I mean, it's, like, a tiny town within New York City. But then we would go into Manhattan because I worked in... Midtown and the kids went to a school in Midtown. So that was like really fertile ground for like a lot of, and I was deep in the trenches. Like I was in toddler purgatory. Cause like when we got there, I had a one and a half year old and a four year old. So it was like right in that, like, let me get all the yogurt tubes, (laughs) applesauce (laughs) packets, uh, yeah, the scooters. And so, yeah, so that was when I had like this huge period of transition. And I'm sure you guys have felt like, you know, when you like, when you're going through like something like that, where it's transitions and loss and like changes in your social scene and your support networks, like, in some ways, I mean, it's like really destabilizing, but it's also kind of a great time for creativity because like you have lots of changes, like you're seeing things in a new 
angle. So that was the period when I started like drawing cartoons. And first I was drawing them like just with pens. And then I got an iPad and started using the Apple pencil. And I thought it would take forever to like get used to it. Mm. And it takes about five minutes. Mm. And so after that, I was Mm -hmm. like so much faster, you know. And then I started sharing them on Instagram. And I kind of felt like it was also at the time when the kids like taking a photo of them, like didn't really capture like the full experience. That is so true. And I like, but like you want to share that experience because like a lot of motherhood you're doing like in the middle of the night or like you're not like next to another mom. And so it's nice to kind of share that. And for me, like at that time, it was like a great like way to kind of build community because I hadn't really established a new community in New York you know, now, I mean, still now, like now we live in my hometown in Austin, but it's still like have this like nice community on Instagram where like get tips from other moms on like movies and, you know, techniques, things like that. So what kind of medicine do you practice? Well, so I'm an internal medicine doctor. Okay. And you do like a three-year like adult internal medicine residency. And then after that, maybe you would become either a primary care doctor in like a kind of a doctor's office, or some people will go stay in the hospital. And that's called hospitalist. I've always continued to be like involved with the residents Mm -hmm. and the medical students. I mean, and at this point, I'm like Matthew yes. McConaughey in Days and Confused, where he's like, oh, I keep getting older. I'm beginning to feel like that. Because I used to be like so close in age to the residents, and now I am not <laughs> so close. <laughs> also, didn't you just quote a movie that was set in Austin, Texas? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I am like totally like that. <laughs> so you mentioned the community that's built through that or that you have as a resource online. And I have to tell you that is so true. Like we always talk about the blessings and the curses of social media, but during the last few years in particular, but also parenthood, motherhood in general can feel so isolating. And I'm wondering if some of your readers or the readers from Cup of Joe or of your Instagram account, which is so great, everybody should, will put all this stuff in the show notes, but it's so great. Has any of that bled into your real life? Like, do you ever meet anybody in Austin who is like, oh my gosh, I know you. I follow your cartoons. Oh, well, I've like met people online who I'm friends with now. Oh, that's great. So that's, that's one great. way. And then, yeah. And so, and then now more and more now at the hospital, people will be like, oh, I read your comics on the internet. And I mean, I moved back here in 2020. And so it's really hard to like recognize people because we're all wearing like identical <laughs> scrubs, masks. Right. For when I first moved back, I could really only recognize people by like which clogs or like, are they, oh, that's the person with the tight eye sneakers, you know, but um, <laughs> that's so true. So I think now slowly as like, we're starting to look more normal at the hospital, like you get to like, people come up to me more often now. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Cause I, I think those are the, my, the stories like you mentioned of becoming friends in real life with people you met online that can be so inspiring there are so many like dark sides but when you go on an Instagram account and see cartoons like yours which I think are the perfect combination of like whimsical like they're so comforting (laughs) I don't know how to tell (laughs) us to say it like I look at them and like they're the shapes of the children and the people are so wonderful and the tired eyes of the mom next to like these really you know a funny version of the hardships we're all kind of going through so to speak in that those early motherhood phase there's one that was up on Cup of Joe back in November, and it says, in case no one mentioned it, your focus on making the house smell nice is appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. You make bedtime look easy. 
your dessert, what is it? Your dessert policy is so reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. And then there were a couple of comments after it, which were so great. One reader named Morgan said, your wit makes me smile. You always see me as mom and me. Your gift is articulating our shared experience. And I wondered if doing this cartoon, has it provided to be a sort of a therapy for you as well? Because clearly the readers and people who love your cartoons and for myself too, I find it to be kind of comforting. Obviously, we're all in the trenches together, so to speak. But I wondered if it had that similar kind of effect on you just in the process of doing it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, some of the comics that like seem to resonate the most are the ones that I make when I'm like feeling kind of down on myself. And so like, and I guess, I mean, that I think like that whole like idea of like being vulnerable, like some of them that like, I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I want to share this. It's like, feels like it's like maybe too negative or there's one where it's like, I think I'm screaming like fire at the kids. I'm like, go to bed. <laughs> and then it's like five minutes later, I'm like looking at pictures of them on my phone, you know? Yes. Yeah. When I made that, I was like, oh, like, I just like, this is like, this is encapsulating like how I'm feeling is like, like not a great mom and like not like, and you know, those ones I think resonate because like, you are, you know, there's always that tension and feeling like, you know, like your kids are like looking at their devices while you're making dinner, you know, that kind of thing. When do you like have time to do this between hospitaling and momming? Like, when do you get a chance to like sit down and and get on your iPad and draw? Well, so the hospital medicine is nice because I work like weird shifts. And so like, like today the kids are at school. So I'm talking to you guys, like they're not here. And then probably when I get off the phone with you guys, like I'll do some drawing. So I have these times where like, they're not in the house. I will say at the beginning, I was doing it a lot because like they were so little then. So it was like very strict, like you know, they must be in bed 8 p.m. And of course, they're coming out a thousand times, but like generally they would be asleep, you know, around nine ish. And so I would kind of do it at the end of the day. And it was like a nice like way of reflecting. I don't do that as much anymore because now I feel like, you know, I'm like streaming an audiobook for my 11 year old like, on my phone. <laughs> like, it's just a little more, the evenings are different now. Right. That's so cool. I had a similar experience where I was had moved to Pennsylvania from New York City, actually, where neither my husband nor I are from, but we are here because of his job. He teaches in a college here. So I really loved the idea of putting these kinds of things, like what you just said, those vulnerable moments. Blair and I talk about this on Toddler Purgatory a lot because you absolutely 100% think it's just mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You're like, I'm the only one who is like just chowing Lara bars while I'm breastfeeding at 2 a.m. <laughs> and then you talk to other people, they're like, oh yeah, I would make popcorn before I breastfed. I had to like shove it in my mouth. Well, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's such a universality about that. And also that feeling of moving somewhere kind of brand new and creating community in the real world. Has anything, this is just as a fellow mom and a person in the world who's moving to new places, outside of the social media aspect, anything work for you that our listeners might be able to look to as far as creating that community. I used to see groups of women go by with their baby joggers, chatting it up, and I was inside and I hadn't brushed my hair. Yeah. I hadn't showered. I was like, how are they doing it? And I felt like I didn't have anyone to call or, you know, it was really hard. And I just wondered how it's been for you and what ways that worked for you might work for other people in the real world. 
Oh, yeah. Well, so those early days, I feel like those moms that you see, in my opinion, those people are with their second babies <laughs> and they've like oh, yeah. got it like nailed down. You know, I don't know. I think that when you're first starting out, it's like I do think like meeting other moms is so nice, but then it's really challenging. And I, I remember like being at the tot lot, which is what they called the playground in Boston and <laughs> feeling like there were certain questions that like I realized, oh, like I probably shouldn't ask that. Like I felt like asking like how old is your toddler was like kind of a minefield because people are very sensitive about like the toddler milestones and whatnot. And so I stopped asking oh, yes. like how old is your kid? And I would start saying like, oh, I love those overalls or like, oh, do you, you know, do you want like, you know, construction vehicle for the sandbox, that kind of thing. I feel like trying to find like conversation starters that are like, you know, not so like loaded with like different expectations. And then yeah. I'm trying to think of the other, well, so w- with the school, school provides like a lot of opportunities for a community too, because you just meet other parents at school. And then I think trying to do activities that you like, whether it's like mom and baby yoga or like meeting people at the playground. Music class, I feel like I've made some good connections in music class. Sometimes it's so hard to get out. You're like, I've got to do it. And you have some great reminders in your book about that too, like the letters you would send or the notes you would leave for your former self, like when you have a newborn and call that mom you met. I can't remember exactly what the words are, but it was so perfect. It was like, call that mom you met today. She's lonely too. Like, what a great reminder. I love this book so much for that because in some ways, while I was looking at it, it was looking back and being like, yeah, why didn't I call that mom? Like, what a dummy I was. You know what I mean? So this is a wonderful book for people who are just about to get into it, who are in it, and to look back at those times. So here I am with a six-year-old and to look back and at the, all the different milestones, you know, or even just moments and say, oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It'd be a, a great gift for somebody, too. And it goes all the way up through its ages zero to seven. So then to look forward at what my what I might be going through through next year with first grade. (laughs) I think I was also expecting like mom friends that I would meet with my first baby, that these would be like friends for the rest of my life. (laughs) And now I know you cycle through the people who you like, go to like breastfeeding, you know, mom groups or, you know, like they don't have to be like your best friend. You can be like friends with someone for six months and that's a really intense period, but it doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, and that's actually like the nature of just like you move around, you meet new people. You get to know them better. And I mean, those people that even if you like lose contact with them, like if you saw them again, like you would remember those tender days, you know. I was definitely putting a lot of pressure on myself to like, you know, to have it be like someone I'm in college or something where I'm going to be friends with them forever. I think I grew up moving around a lot. My dad was in the army and we moved every two to three years. So I was when I moved to the States, we like locked in. So it was very weird to be friends with someone after like three years. And I was like, oh, you're still here. Okay, cool, 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 cool. What do we do now? But yeah, once I started to make like mom friends, you're right. It's like it's a seasonal thing. It's like the season that you're in with your kids and they're in with their kids. And then sometimes like especially like in an urban environment, people are constantly moving away. Yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, OK, bye. <laughs> Hope I have a my kid has a prom date in you. I don't know. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll keep in touch. But yeah, it's totally it's the mom friends are totally seasonal and like, you know, school mom friends seasonal, too, as well. I get that totally. Yeah, same. <laughs> and there are some people that I met and their kids hit it off like at a library reading hour. 
And then, and we like seemed to hit it off for a little while and we had a couple of playground dates and I was like, I think, I think this is happening. <laughs> Hi, I think it's happening. I think we're going to be actual friends. And then either you find out that your values diverge in some way or what's important to you <laughs> <laughs> or your kids are like, I don't want to play with that person anymore. And then it's kind of out of your hands. It's such a funny factor of mom friends is, but what if our kids decide they don't like each other? Like, I, will I make them play? Yeah, I will because I need some friends. Thank you. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I know. I definitely have asked my seven-year-old, like, oh, can you befriend that kid? Like, I'm very, I want to get to know their parents. <laughs> I don't know that I've been like that successful. <laughs> <laughs> We're all still like chipping away. My biggest thing is to not have guilt about the people that I did. Like, you know, I'm thinking of someone who I really like. Still, I did nothing happen per se, but we just grew apart who lives a couple towns over, so I don't really see her. And every once in a while, I'll, as if parents and moms don't have enough guilt, I'm like, oh, that was me. I let it drop. I should pick that back up again. But like, <laughs> why, Molly? Like, let it go. Let go. Don't Google your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie doozy daisies. Whoopsie doodly dickums. <laughs> But I want to say thank you so much again, Grace, for being here. The book is Mom Milestones by Grace Ferris. It's so enjoyable. Where else can we find you on the good old social meds, which we will also put in our show notes? Okay, I am at Coop de Grace Ferris on Instagram, which is uh, C-O-U-P-D-E-G-R-A-C-E-F-A-R-R-I-S. And then I'm on Twitter, Twitter mostly to find medical studies that are popular, <laughs> but I'm yeah. at Grace Ferris. And I think that's about us. And my website is ferrisgrace.com. This was so fun, guys. Thanks for having me. And then you also have a calendar coming out too, right? Oh, yes. The calendar has stickers, which is super fun. And I have heard many toddlers enjoy the calendar. I have friends who have like, you know, like the three to five-year-olds. And apparently like they're really into the stickers. And the calendar is cool. I can't like claim like having invented it, but the style of calendar that Workman does, it's like got columns for each family member. Have you guys seen it? I'm going to show it to you guys. It was hard for me to envision like when I was designing it, but now that I have it. So it's like mom's in this one, you know, whoever you want to put the dog, I don't know, the kid one. And it's kind of nice, especially when you have like activities like, you know, like gym class or whatever. Yes. And then the weekends are color coded, which is also helpful. So showing my seven year old being like, we have like, especially like during like uh, December, it was huge. Like how many days till Christmas? That kind how of- many sleeps? Yes. But yeah, it's fun. And we actually like, I don't think we'd used a paper calendar before, but it has been nice for our family. <laughs> They'll hear the stickers. Okay, that's great. Give me stickers all day, every day, please. The mistake that I made is that it's like a 17-month calendar because it goes like August to December of the following year. But there are only like five, I think, like Mom's Night Out stickers for 17 months. (laughs) That's like, that's the patriarchy. Like, how did I allow that to happen? You should have had 19. Yeah. It should have been like the whole sheet should have been mom's day now. A whole sheet. Just glasses of wine. Martini stickers. That's awesome. All right. Well, I got your work cut out for you, Grace. Next year. Thank you so much, Grace, for being here. You're awesome. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you're doing in the hospital as a doctor through all of this. We appreciate that even more. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Grace. And listeners, we'll be right back. 
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Tyler Purgatory. That was Amazing. I love me some Grace Ferris. Yes. I loved just linking that idea of creating a community online, especially when it could give you so much comfort because we're all kind of moving and shaking and going, you know, perhaps moving to another city, perhaps moving to another town, or simply just being at home, feeling isolated in parenthood, feeling isolated in motherhood. Mm -hmm. And I loved her ideas about just kind of throwing, what's it called? Throwing out a rope, throwing out a line. What's it called? Lending a hand. (laughs) About maybe don't necessarily say the things when you're meeting a potential new friend that could be isolated or or could be divisive. Mm -hmm. Mostly just being like, hey, I like your jacket. Nice clogs. Nice clogs. (laughs) Want to be Facebook friends? Here's the thing that like I always get caught up in. And I think it's just like society. I always think like a doctor is a doctor. An actor is an actor. I love that she like combines both sides of her brains and she's like a straight up doctor of internal medicine. Oh, amazing. But then like she does these beautiful, creative, so funny like comics that she finds to do on her side time of being a mom and a doctor. I just think it just like goes to show that there's no limits to what we are. There's no box that you can fit us into. It's like we can be so many things and get so much joy out of doing all these things. And then you can also make a career out of all all of it as well. Yeah, I feel the same way. I found it very inspiring just in a mom boss. Is that a terrible phrase? Mom boss. (laughs) Not at all. I mean... Maybe, but whatever. What a terrible phrase. Hashtag mambas? I don't know. But like being able to do it. Sometimes we need to take the pressure off of ourselves by feeling like we have to do it all, or that we have to have a side hustle. If we don't have a side hustle, we're not doing enough. But if something brings you such joy, she said she's been doing cartoons her whole life. Yep. So it brought her 
solace. It brought her community by sharing it with her community. Yep. And I think it also, I think that for me rather, it also illustrated how it doesn't have to, not only do you have to not box yourself into one thing, but also it can be what you need it to be. Yes, exactly. Like some people draw at 9 p.m. every night in a book and then they put that book on their bookshelf and that's the solace they need. And then other times we can use that thing that that brings us so comfort and then spread it to the world, which I think is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And just put it, and now we have the opportunity with social media, especially if it's positive and if it brings you comfort, like she said, you know, it's just something like she like journaled. It was like her way of like journaling. Mm -hmm. And you know that it like gives you a little tee hee or a little like something like, I would love to share this. That's the great thing about social media is that you can put it out there. And my goodness, look at like the spread that you have and how we like look on our island of loneliness and find out that it's actually quite full. Yes. Gosh, that's so true. Another thing I really liked about this book, which I forgot to mention to Grace. So Grace, if you're out there, let me tell you something. Grace, if you're listening. Grace, first of all, thanks for being here. Grace, now that you are a loyal uh, listener, <laughs> even though you are fully out of toddler purgatory. Todd Perks. <laughs> I also like some of the devices she uses in the book were so funny to me because that you will recognize them, listeners, when you read the book, from books that you've read, like baby <laughs> books about babies. So as some of our listeners may remember, my son started kindergarten this year. And so there's a section for the five and six year olds and it's called your first day of kindergarten and at first it took me a second to like switch my brain from thinking she's talking to to my son Mm -hmm. realizing she's talking to me because this book is not for my son it's for mama (laughs) it's for mama and so it's this great little four storyboard four pictures and the first one says you might have some big feelings and the second one says it might help to set out your clothes the night before (laughs) and then the drawing is a mom looking at her own bed with a sweater and skirt it's so funny (laughs) The teacher is excited to meet you and your family. And this is to me. I love it. See, to you, to mom. And then the, the last picture is, the first day will go by so fast. <laughs> and the <laughs> fact that she, it's just so clever. It's so clever that it's speaking to us, but in the same way that like these milestones for kids, we're going through them too. Every damn day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so great. I love this new calendar that she came out with because we have, there's a Melissa and Doug calendar It's like magnetic. It's on out the back of our front door. And occasionally my kids will like use it. But I like the idea of this. She says a 17 month calendar. Love. Although she did say that there aren't too many girls night out stickers. Grace. You're going to DIY those everybody. DIY them. But it's for everyone has like a section in it. And it's very visual. And it's all her drawings. I love that idea. And I'm gonna get it. And my kids are now old enough, six and three, that they're understanding calendars. Yes. Even though Siri does most of the work for us. <laughs> Technology. But yeah, I love the idea of this calendar and her just like turning her book into now something else. I love it. Love it. Love it. And there is something about, I can't remember if we've ever talked about this on the pod, but we've certainly talked about it in private, is that thing about paper. Yes. Being able to write and like tactically touch something. Yes. And I do wonder, look, I'm not a psychologist, nor am I an unlicensed psychologist. I'm nothing. (laughs) But I do feel like that could be, even though this is truly like for the family or for the parents, the fact that like toddlers love playing with it, they love the sticker aspect of it, Mm -hmm. and perhaps it could be helpful Time and years, the passing of time is so, what's that word? Oblique or whatever? Like, it's like, not oblique, obtuse? Fleeting? I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with me? There's like the third word. <laughs> and why are you asking me? Because I am, my brain is 
empty. <laughs> and then I feel the need to like find it for you. And my brain is like, we, I, we, but. But why? Why would I put that on you? What kind of friend am I? <laughs> A bad one. Never. It's out there. It's like amorphous. <laughs> Molly, what is wrong? I do not know. Why is it so important to me to find the word? Anyway, they don't know how to tell time. (laughs) There it is. And they don't understand about the passage of time. So perhaps seeing it, not just in our phones, could be, is so helpful to them too. I mean, my kids, listen, my kid went to Scandi school and they were all about, you know, things in their hands. It's not, you know, listen, the screen thing, yes, it works, definitely. But I think... A lot of times, too, they need to be able to, like you said, have the tactile things of doing the things. And personally, I'm still so old school that I have a calendar that I write. I have it on the phone because, you know, everyone can see it. Me and my husband and whatnot. Me and you. But I have a calendar that I write in, like a, a daily planner. And I like to read books. I like to hold books. And I, you know what I mean? So I'm old school. I'm an old yeah. bitty. Well, that's a great part. There's so many ways to see these great Grace Ferris cartoons. So thank you so much again to Grace for being on the show today. That was so awesome. She's probably listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We really appreciate you. Thank you, Ashley, again for that great letter. It really meant so very, very much to us. If you'd like to write a letter or say hello, feel free to drop a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, as always, on toddlerpurgatory.com. Uh, thanks for being here. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.